listening to the Outlaw Podcast Show. If you find tremendous value in hearing the stories of others and listening to them, then this is the podcast for you. Let's grab a cup of coffee whilst we discuss about the things we need to make our communities and nations become what it should be. With your host, Solasi Kwamitete. hope today's episode finds you well. Today we're going to talk about the public service failure, part one. Public service failure can be seen in various ways, such as a document that is not prepared on time for one reason or the other, the permission to be granted for an impending project, delayed or even suddenly closed down, providing wrong information on a document, failure to pay public servants their benefits due them, or wrong levy taxes, I mean collected. Low quality service in public schools and hospitals, or simply the collapse of one vibrant state transport service, wrongful procedure for the acquisition of legal tender documents, and so on. These public service failures I have mentioned may not seem new to us at all, especially when the case in particular is dependent on the ordinary citizen of the land. Such failures can have serious and dramatic consequences, such as the loss of jobs, Rendering one lose faith and hope in the system that is supposed to cater for its basic needs, one going hungry or even death. Well, God Sell in 2003 said that failing public service featured predominantly in popular images of the public sector and political discourse. This means we cannot take away the role of politics in this whole issue. Well, this leads me to my discussion for the day in today's edition of the Outlaw. In this edition, I'll be talking about public service failure and we will hear a voiceover from the Auditor General himself of the Republic of Ghana, Mr. Daniel Domlovo, about his views of public service sector failure. Well, Wolf in 1973, this is a long time ago and this is the definition he gave for public service failure. He said it is referred to as a failure or perceived failures by public organizations to deliver service to the customer against established norms. This focus on the operational level of service delivery distinguishes public service failure from other concepts such as government failure or policy failure. So what his definition is talking about is that it is distinguishing it from public service failure from other concepts that you might relate it to this as a policy failure or a government failure. In my opinion, public service failure can occur when government intervention in the economy leads to an inefficient allocation of resources and leads to an overall decline in economic welfare. I believe that government failure can occur for various reasons, such as lack of profit incentives in the public sector. People working in the public or government sector may not have the same profit motive to cut down costs. You know, when people work in the public sector, they might not even have the, 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 the notion to cut down costs because this is public, you know, or even work hard or even increase efficiency, especially when they compare themselves to other colleagues at the top sectors of the I mean, in terms of private sector, they, I mean, comparing it to their ration, they realize that they don't even need to work hard, they even cut down costs because probably those in the public sector in the same region as they are are even taking much more than they are. So, I mean, it, it does not improve their morale at all. Also, greater bureaucracy in public sector. The push and pull of orders in the public sector serves as a great harm, which means 
since much work is done manually, it slows down the pace of doing business with the public sector. This in the end renders slow service delivery or might even lead to a service failure in the end. Finally, the, the conflict between political and economic objective. I mean, these are two basic important things that should run each and every country. The political objective and also the economic objective. When such conflicts occur, it is like there is no correlation between the two and even sometimes the overall objective of serving the people is overlooked that, therefore neglecting the native citizens of the land. You will agree with me that in any well-established democracy, the public sector plays an important role in building our countries, both directly and indirectly, by the service they render to us and to also keep our countries moving forward. In my last submission, I read an article, or I read um, a recital from, from Wolf, I mean, defining what public service failure is. And if you continue reading such article, which I will provide a link in the description below, he made it clear that the responsibility of the public institutions in each country is to provide service delivery. That is the main thing, and to also agree that most of our essential utilities are managed by the ruling government, and it is controlled by them. You dare not, as an individual or private person, also offer similar services, such as the production of electricity is very fundamental to any developing country. Well, in that particular sector, the government holds a strong opinion in there, which I don't dispute at all. But my concern is individuals, businesses, and whoever will need a public service to survive is at the mercy of the public institution, which if it does not survive, the private sector does not also survive. In, in a nutshell, the private sector, which is normally known as the engine of growth of every country, is basically dependent on the public sector. So if the public sector does not move or is not disciplined or does not move forward, the private sector is also kind of, I mean, left backwards. We, we, we don't move forward as, as it should be. Well, there are some who will argue that such institutions in the public sector alone are challenged in various ways and forms like they are unequipped, under-resourced, require permission to take out certain important functions. They would demand permission from a higher authority and among others. But my greatest concern is they are given a budget to work with for a specific period by the central government. And if they prudently work within that stipulated budget, we will all see the fruits of their labor, right? 
will all definitely see their efforts in providing or delivering good services to the people it owes a responsibility to. Maybe you didn't hear me well, permit me to echo this in a different fashion. You'll be amazed as to the amount to which we, 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 are, we are used to hearing, like, I mean, I mean, wrong procurement, stolen, misused, or embezzled by these public institutional heads when there is a good and comprehensive audit of their activities over a specific period of time. You'll agree that we are all sometimes amazed by the amount of money we realize an institution in the public sector has corned into its own belly without any better accountability. We hear figures like, <laughs> well, I don't want to, I mean, implicate or jeopardize my show in any way or form, especially when I don't have supporting figures to back up my claims now. So allow me to shut my mouth about these figures now. Um, for us not to experience too much political service failure now, supposing tax payers' money were used judiciously in saving the people that deserve it, we will have little or less issues popping up. For for crying out loud, the word the words are public service. So if you come into the public service and you are heading at an institution, any money that comes into your hands is for is for the public. So you are supposed to use it well. I mean make us understand that this is our money that we've given to you to render services to us so in a form yeah you're, you're like a servant that you're serving your master but but a servant with a higher pay I, I mean i'm not going to retract my words i'm very tired and bored as to how the status quo has been over the past years things must change and work for us for we are good people and we deserve better i hold a strong belief that the system that allows or rewards corrupt individuals that head our public institutions is also the same system that was the few who do good and follow the rules of the land. There is this cliche that the ones who are corrupt are often seen in court as doing well in the public eye and those who aspire that the true process is exhausted are seen as impartial and it is just a spectacle and that it is not going to be sustaining and to be a difficult task for them because they are not following the corrupt system and they are doing the right thing. Well, I agree, it will be difficult to some extent when almost the entire system is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Why am I talking about systems here? In some countries, they are seen as being good and trying to do the right thing because there is discipline in the system. I hold the view that the individuals pair on their own are not disciplined, but it is the system they find themselves in or working for that makes them act or behave in a disciplined manner. And this triggers down to when these public institutions in the system are delivering services on time. Its intent is to make the system work and not the individuals. So in any sound democracy, it is a system that works, not the individuals, because you can hardly change the behavior of an individual. But when the system works well, the individuals are made to, I mean, obey. We hear of developed countries moving forward. Do you think it is the individuals? It is the system. They have security checks. To, they have they have they have demonetized all their paperless systems into electronic. You you hardly see people hold cash around. Or most of the time you see it's electronic from phone or from card. So it drives away corruption and bad behavior. Though still people manipulate the system. It's not as high as it happens in Africa. Well, some will say there is less confidence in the state or ruling government, but the thing is, 
I do not think anyone, albeit an institutional body, is perfect. But there are strict and implemental rules that surround the activities of such individuals or a public service institution makes them look so. There are too many people in our public sector, but only few contribute to national development, says the, edit the Auditor General of the Republic of Ghana. So let's take a listen. Is government strategically allocating the public funds for the good of the people, or there's a waste pipe at the top there? Is government fiscally responsible? Is the allocation of public funds translating itself into service delivery? This is the assurance we have to give okay. to Ghanaians. And the final one, is it resulting in reduction in corruption? Because corruption vitiates all this If corruption is bad, it is ironical for you to say that Well, to conclude, the analysis of state failure and effective policy implementation has been fueled by two schools of thought. And in my view, per my research, in relation to the activities of the state, we all know by now that one of the main activities of the, st the, of the state is to provide service delivery, which in that view means that the role of the state is to provide law and order, that's one, stable property rights, that's two, key public goods and welfare distribution. These are the main key three things. In failing to provide these, state service failure contributes to economic underperformance and eventually poverty. State failure of this type is in turn related to an interdependent constellation of governance failures including corruption and rent-seeking distortion in markets and the absence of democracy. All of this needs to be addressed to focus the state on its core service delivery so we shouldn't miss the point we have clear rules and regulations we don't need new policies we don't need new laws everything is intact what we need to do is to strengthen the system so when an individual comes into the public office to work the system that has already been structured there prevents the individual from at least pursuing personal interest Thanks for listening to today's edition. There will be a part two of this in the next episode where things might get really intense. So stay tuned. Thank you.